0: You can have a big heart. You can love and have a passion for what you do. And we hear that all day long, which I don't think is a bad thing. It's a great thing. And you do have to have passion for what you do. You do have to love the people you work with. But ultimately, it has to make sense on paper. The numbers have to work out.
1: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host Katie Krimitzos. If you are passionate about growth in your business, if you are growing a purpose-driven business and you want access to education, to resources and to other amazing businesswomen who can help you do it better every single day, then this is the podcast for you. Are you serious about having major growth in your business? Ready to have a business that you love? Then become a member of the Biz Women Rock Academy today. The Biz Women Rock Academy has everything you need to master your business. master classes, case studies, behind-the-scenes training that give you practical strategies for growth. A private members forum where you'll build deep relationships with your fellow biz women, get support, and share best practices. Building your business is a journey, and the Biz Women Rock Academy ensures you have the support, the education, and the relationships that make it a profitable, enjoyable, and purposeful one. Become a member today by visiting bizwomenrock.com forward slash academy. Alison Porter has been a member of the Biz Women Rock community for a long time, but there was a season not so long ago where I never heard a peep out of her. She was quiet. And then one day she messaged me saying she was back in action and that she had spent the past year completely retooling her business or more appropriately, launching a brand new business and that she was finally coming up for air. So naturally, I had to find out more. And what she shared was her journey of outsourcing and scaling the good, the bad, and the ugly. Allison was already running a products business when she realized that she needed help. She went on the search for virtual assistants to help her run her business. And just like that, she felt like she had her life back. Friend after friend began asking her about her outsourcing, and pretty soon, Allison found herself in the beginning stages of building what is now known as GBY Solutions. It's an agency that provides virtual assistant services so that you can focus on what you love to do in your business. GBY Solutions, by the way, stands for Grow Beyond You. During this interview, Allison shares her unique perspective on what it takes to successfully delegate and build your team. One little nugget, outsource as you need it and no sooner. She also gives some insight into her own journey of scaling her business. GBY Solutions now has 25 virtual assistants and 50 clients. She admits that her biggest challenge of leading her team has been managing the relationships with her people and gives a really great insight into how she's risen to this challenge and created an ideal solution. By the way, after we turned off the mic, she actually admitted that she just recently hired her own personal assistant. So this entire interview is a really cool perspective on someone who has experience in the industry servicing entrepreneurs and has gone through this herself. She is awesome. And I know you'll get so much listening to this conversation with Allison. Allison, what's going on, girl? Hey, how's it going, Katie? I'm so excited you're here.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. (laughs) Of course.
1: We are two busy ladies who keep on passing as ships in the night. And finally, we're here together being able to have a nice conversation. I know. I'm so (laughs) excited. Thank you. Well, the reason that I'm having you on right now is because I really feel that your experience is so awesome to share with your fellow businesswomen out there who are listening because it really tells the story, I believe, of constant iteration and things never being exactly what you planned them to be, and this idea of scaling and growing exponentially. So this conversation started because you had been a super active member of the Biz Women Rock community, and then you kind of went AWOL. Like, I didn't see you for a long time. I know, I know. And then a few months ago, you came back at me and you're like, girl, I know I've been absent, but here's what I've been going through. And I was like, oh my God, can you come on the show so we can capture that? And you um, gratefully said yes. So if you would, can you give everyone just a brief description of your current business and what it does, like just so we have a nice little uh, screen capture, if you will, of your company?
0: Sure, sure. Thank you so much. So Currently, my business is called GBY Solutions, and that stands for Grow Beyond You. And we are a virtual assistant agency. So we help to allow you to get stuff done in your business, whether it be website to transcription to research to whatever you need done in your business. So we basically just, you know, virtual assistants. So we help you with that. Um, The other thing that we can do also is... Just to help you to get your life back because, you know, that's super important, give you more time to be able to spend with your family and that kind of thing.
1: So, you started this because, uh, so anyone would think like, oh, well, this was, this is like the perfect thing. You must have started as a VA and you just scaled it appropriately. And that's not the case at all. So, why did you start this company?
0: So the reason why I started it was actually my product business as well. And so I was trying to get help with that. So I'm only one person. I can't do everything. So I was like, all right, I need to find some virtual assistants to help. So I ended up finding a couple of virtual assistants and they were awesome. Um, they were able to help with my SEO and everything and just, you know, gave me that freedom back. And I started thinking, oh my gosh, it would be so amazing to be able to share this with people, to be able to... Ha- help them be able to feel the same way that I'm feeling where, where I'm finally able to breathe. I'm finally able to spend time with my four kids um, and that kind of thing. And so, um, it started, but it was just kind of a side thing where we would just, I just said to some of my friends that were entrepreneurs, Hey, you know, I have this, this little team of people that can help you if you need help with your business. And they're like, Oh my gosh, yes. You know? And so then it just kind of grew, uh, out of, of that. But it was not my intention necessarily to create a whole company. It was just kind of a side thing, but it turned into my main, you know, bread and butter. So, it was definitely awesome to build a, you know, fill that need for people that are needing help in their business. So, so uh, you took a couple steps into this,
1: being that intermediary, if you will, and being that initial point of contact for a busy businesswoman who wants to grow her business. And and I want to clarify, you don't just deal with busy businesswomen, but you deal with anyone who needs to outsource some things and focus their attention on what they love. So, um, how <laughs> that's how it started but you've had like massive, massive growth. Talk a little bit about those first initial steps of going into this. Like once you realize like, okay, I've got a couple people saying yes to me and yes, I'm managing all of this. There must've been a phase where you're like, I got to take this seriously. Like I've really got to like do this big. So walk us through what that looked like.
0: I literally, I sat down and I was like, okay, I definitely need more people on the team now because we're getting so much work in that, you know, three people can't handle it. So, you know, I need to get in a couple more people here and there. But what I did scaling-wise, and this is really important for any business owners that are trying to scale, if you're managing a bunch of people, you can't just hire a bunch of people even though you think you might need them in the future, you need to hire them as you go. For me, what happened was I literally did just that. I hired someone to do this particular thing and then I hired someone else to do this particular thing um, as I got in more clients. So as I was growing my client base, I was also growing my team at the same time. Once I got to a certain point in my business too, uh, I felt like, okay, we're ready to take it to the next level. But something that you shouldn't do is what I did as well, where I decided to hire a couple extra people that I thought I might, but it turns out I really didn't need them. And so it was kind of a waste of time and a waste of money and energy to do that. So I've done both and I know which one works better. (laughs) You need to grow with, yeah, you need to grow with your clientele based on how many clients you get in. Uh, that's kind of how you need to gauge, your team and the growth of your team. So it's sort of like understanding that tipping point. Like this,
1: if you are listening to this and you're like, okay, I need to hire out my first person or like, I need some help. Then your tipping point is like, when are you going to pull your hair out and not get those things done that you really do need to get done? Like I do believe that you can show up, you can make your processes efficient, you can be super, you know, stringent with your time management. But there is this tipping point called, I actually do need help, right? Yeah. It, but yeah. It, if you are listening and you're like, okay, I have a team of five people and I'm but I'm still growing. And it's it's really understanding mm-hmm. your tipping point. And what would you say is a really good indicator of what that tipping point would be? Because you've worked with so many entrepreneurs. What what have you found to be true for that? The
0: huge tipping point is where am I spending my time? Is my time being spent going to get other clients for myself, like bring the income in? Because you're that person that brings the income in because you're it's your business, right? So that's where I have found a huge difference. So if you're spending your time doing this little, these little end things here and there, typing up spreadsheets, doing your podcast editing or whatever it is that you're doing, is that what you're doing? Is that bringing in your revenue? Right. If it is not bringing your revenue in, you need to outsource it um, because you need to have your, cause you only have an, a finite amount of time to spend in any given day, right? right? So you have to make sure that that time that you are spending on your business is actually bringing the revenue in.
1: You know what? I love that you're saying this and actually putting voice to this because... (laughs) as a natural organizer. So my role within our local company for years, you know, I worked in that company alongside my husband for about seven, eight, seven, eight years. And my role in that company was, although I did a little bit of everything, my, my massive role in that company was as organizer, as chief operating officer. So my job was in the organizing of the sales or of whatever event that we are putting on and, and creating great processes that would help over deliver to members and ticket buyers and all that stuff. And I remember my husband saying, who's like, who?" at that point and still now is like the rainmaker, right? Like he's the guy going out. He understands that that's his skill set. That's where he thrives. So he's talking to people, bringing in people who are interested in joining the membership. And I remember him saying to me one time in a very heated moment that, you know, I was like, no, we need to have this like perfect system for like how the members come in. He's like, Katie, if you don't have members, you have nothing to organize. And it just, oh my God, it was like a (laughs) shot in the arm. I was like, ooh. So (laughs) for you listening, if you happen to actually have a skill set in organizing and love that, I would challenge you to ask yourself, like, you ain't got nothing to organize unless you've got business coming in. So it's a really, really big shock to make sure you know you're spending your time in the right place.
0: It it really, really is. And I, I think... That was the hardest lesson for me to learn because, again, I've I've been in business for uh, about 10 years now and I'm doing different things, you know, with my product business and then now the virtual system business. But the biggest point to that was, again if you're not bringing in revenue, then you have no business. Like it's, that's the nature of business. (laughs) So whether it's products or services or whatever it is, you know, if if you're not bringing in the revenue, if you're not selling, if you're not out there pitching to people, if you're not, you know, bringing in that revenue, then you have no business you have nothing to work on. You have no organization stuff. You have, you have nothing to to do because it doesn't exist. So so if you are a business owner that is what you do. You know, it's your business. For example, Katie, you know, you have your Biz Women Rock, you know, you you are the one that's going out and finding, you know, those people to join your community because mm-hmm. it is your business and that is how you make your revenue, you know? So you, so you have to be actively searching and doing that. But again, there's only only so much time in the day. You still need to have all your systems in place. You still need to have all that organization. You still need to do your social media management. You still need to do, I could go on and on and on. You know what I'm saying? So yeah,
1: hope that made sense. <laughs> it does. Okay, so you're making this whole transition and this whole thing that you did called, oh, I just went and hired help for the things that I needed. And oh, I just helped my friend. And when more clients... started coming my, my way. I just found more helpers. That in and of itself is a giant pain point. I can't even tell you how many women I know, how many clients I have, who their biggest pain point is, okay, I'm at the tipping point. I know I need help. I either need to grow the team that I have, or I need to hire out a few services that I now need. And they're stuck on, they've either been burned in the past or they just don't even know where to go. So can you give some practical advice from two vantage points, by the way, from the vantage point of the fact that you did this, you did this stuff for yourself and you continue to do it professionally to help you service your clients, but you see it in your clients over and over again. So can you give a little bit of advice on what are the initial steps that somebody should take if they need to grow their team, whether it's the first or the 10th person?
0: I'm not going to lie. It is very... It's not fun. It's like, it's, it's I'm just going to be, be completely honest. It is not, not the favorite, my favorite thing to do as far as having to find someone with a skill set and all of that. But it is vital to your survival as a business owner. So I would say from the vantage point of, where to find people Um, there's a lot of different places to find them obviously we offer the services but there's tons of other places and there's different people that you can find as well so if you want to have strictly us-based people if you want to have if you're okay with um, overseas people doing certain tasks for you um, if you kind of you know want to make sure both depending on what you're looking for but i think the biggest thing that you have to know is even if you have been burned in the past That doesn't mean that everybody is out there to get you or everyone's out there to burn you. That means that you just put that away and you just keep going and you find the person that will work for you. Um, the biggest thing that I have found when I'm looking for people is I make sure that I don't just go by what they say, but they have to prove to me that they know what they're doing. So I make them you know, have references just like anybody else. We do portfolios. You know, They show me some of their work. And then we go on a two-week trial basis to see if what their output of work is, is actually what they said it is. And that specific process um, actually came about later after I had already been burned a couple times. <laughs> wow. yeah. So again, you know, but you just have to learn, you have to just go through it. So um, if you are a person that's looking to hire someone and it's your first person, just know that it does take a lot of legwork. You do have to kind of research and, and vet them basically based on their references and, or their work, but it can be done. It just takes a little bit of time. Um, and then if you're hiring your 10th person and you've been burned in the past, you know, well, it, yes, it's going to happen. It's just the way it is. It happens in brick and mortars and it also happens online. It's just is what it is. So you just keep going and you find that person that will work for you. And yeah, there's really no easy way to do it per se. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And
1: I will, I will add to that. it, It does take some, um, let's say leadership development or, or ability to look internally and step up to the plate as far as being able to delegate some stuff. Like I remember the very first time that I was trying to outsource something, this was in the very, very early days when it was like just the podcast. And I was like, I just kind of like handed stuff over and I was like, well, of course you should here, here. And of course she sucked at it because of course I gave no boundaries. I gave no list of like how it should be done. I had no systems to like check in on her for certain things. Like, so there's that level of like, well, okay, I've been burned, but let me, let me take a little bit of responsibility to learn how I can be a better manager, a better
0: leader in this process. I have to tell you, that is a huge thing. I'm really glad you brought that up um, because that in working with a lot of entrepreneurs, we have found that to be true, like crazy, because if you don't give specific instructions of the way you want it done, they're going to just do it however they think it should be done, yeah. which could or could not be the correct way that you want it done. Right. Um, or they could just not do it right at all. So it takes two to tango. So so you have to, as an entrepreneur, you still have to help on that side, giving instruction and stuff like that. So.
1: Allison, I I wanna ask you from your personal experience from building this company. We kind of keep jumping back and forth between your expertise as this person who helps people with the service, but I wanna get your internal insight too as into how you've scaled and what lessons you've learned along the way. First and foremost, give us a snapshot of the size of your business now. Like how many contractors do you have working within your company? How many clients do you have? Like give us a general snapshot of the size of your company now, because it will be obvious that it was not that like a year ago, basically, or a year and a half ago. So give us that snapshot.
0: We have 25 VAs now that work for us, and then we have over 50 clients that are subscription-based, and then we have a bunch that are just project-based. So, I mean, it just depends on which package you wanted to go with. But basically, the reason or the, the thing that I have found the most interesting, I guess, as I've been scaling is kind of what I was saying before, where you, you have to see how many clients you have and that, gives you an idea of how fast you need to grow or who you need to hire. But the other thing is once you've even hired those people, sometimes it turns out, you know, that those people are either really good at what they do. And so you promote them to something higher or you find, okay, well, I've been working with this person for a while, but they're not really who I thought they were. So you have to let them go. And so even within the company, it's not like once you hire a bunch of people or you get clients in that that's it. And it's just set. It, it keeps evolving, on both sides, on the clientele side, as well as the VA side, because, you know, some, like I said, sometimes I find VAs that are phenomenal and I'm like, okay, I need to promote you to this role because you'd be excellent in it. And then other people, you know, and same goes with clients. I have found too, those clients that I actually want to work with, I don't have to be super desperate and just find anybody. Like I can be picky now with the types of clients that I want and the types of clients that we want to service um, because it's not for everybody. Cause some people, some clients come in and and they think kind of what you're saying. They just kind of hand us a bunch of things and say, "Okay, just take care of it. I don't care what it looks like. Just do it." You know, <laughs> um, but and that doesn't
1: necessarily set you up for success.
0: It doesn't. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And that makes our VA. It makes it hard for our VAs because then they can't do a good job because then we bring it back and the client's like, "Well, that's not what I wanted." We're like, "Okay, well, you didn't give us the instructions that you wanted us to do." You know, whatever whatever the project was, but then also on the client base side too, we, we have great clients that have been with us since the beginning and, um, we have nothing but great things to say, you know, and and they've learned to trust the VAs more. So they give them a lot more leeway. Um, so if you're a business owner, I would say when you first start with, whether it's a VA that you hire yourself or you work with an agency, like why, whatever that looks like, always kind of, micromanage it first, in in a sense, so that you can make sure that they understand your brand, understand what you're doing, uh, and then you can give them a little more flexibility as they grow with you.
1: I want to get a little bit more of an insight into your actual journey as the entrepreneur running this company that you have built out of a random necessity that you had and a random need that you found that a lot of other of your peers really had. You have had to evolve. I mean, you, your business model has had to evolve. Your, the way that you do things, the way that you hire has had to evolve, the way that you manage. What would you say has been one of your biggest struggles in this scaling out or this growth that I would say? Because you, yes, you've been able to be more picky about who you say yes to as a client. And yes, you can you know you now have sort of a solid base to go to as far as great vAs that you can continue to sort of build out from but how have you been most
0: challenged it would be managing all the relationships yeah <laughs> it's been very very taxing as a person cuz you are it's you feel like you're juggling all these different things. You know, I would say trying to make sure that the relationships between the clients and VAs are good, make sure the the relationships between the VAs themselves are good, making sure that the relationships between management is good, making sure. So, for me, it's the hardest thing has been just managing all these people because it's a lot of people because you're dealing with clients and a whole team of people, you know. So, right. because it is my company, it has helped me to grow a lot thicker skin too. (laughs) And it's the thing that I've learned the most, I think is, you know, you got to hire slow and fire fast. And if there's issues within the company, obviously I'm always the one that has to deal with things happening. You know, if it's issue with the VA or something and it's just not working, you know, I have to fire them. And it has not been easy being that person in the middle of everything too because you have people that don't like you or clients that don't like you or VAs that don't like you or there's always some something that happens you know so you do have to have a thick skin when it comes to scaling a business with people if right. you're scaling your business as like a coach or something like that it's a little bit different cuz you don't have to manage people but if you're scaling a business where there's people involved it's a lot more I wouldn't say drama but just it's a lot more to manage I guess because you're managing personalities and people. Right. <laughs> just
1: in general. What would you say it has been your solution in doing that? If that if you've identified that as your biggest challenge, what has helped you tremendously in being able to rise to that challenge?
0: Oh, I'm glad you asked this, Katie, because this is (laughs) something that that has recently changed, which has been amazing. But basically, when we first started, it was kind of more of like a mom and pop shop, more of like a, you know, oh, everyone's a family. We all love each other. I knew everybody like it was just good, fun family feel to it. But as we got bigger and bigger, it just wasn't working. I couldn't have the same touch on everything that I used to, you know, just cause there's just too much to do. And so I really put up boundaries for myself and say, okay, you know, this department over here, you're in charge of hiring and, um, I will take escalations, but you basically are hiring these people. You're dealing with the projects, making sure everything, you know, gets done. Um, I'll just report to you. I don't go below the managers now. So, so I, I don't know anyone, I mean, I don't know personally all the VAs that we have under us now because I've set up those boundaries. So I think the biggest thing when you're growing a company with lots of people in it is you have to know that you're the CEO. You can't be like, I don't know how to describe it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like where you have to set boundaries for yourself, um, for your sanity, but also for the company because they have to respect you as a CEO. And if you're buddy-buddy with them all the time, even with the clients, because even there's a couple clients that I had in the very beginning because they were my friends, obviously. So anything that would come up, they would always come to me instead of going to the management that they were supposed to go to. And so just being able to set those boundaries made a huge difference, not in just our service, but also uh, me as a person I'm able to actually run the company the way I need to without getting emotionally involved and without being able to have a clear head and be able to make the decisions that I need to.
1: I love that. That is a really good answer. Just really understanding that ultimately, like seeing this, this is a business system. And when you can show up to it that way, you can have emotion in it. You can put your heart into it, but understanding that your role as
0: CEO is to keep the business running. (laughs) Yeah. And that goes with the other thing that I've learned too, is you can have a big heart. You can love and have a passion for what you do. And we hear that all day long which I don't think is a bad thing. It's a great thing. And you do have to have passion for what you do. You do have to love the people you work with, but ultimately it has to make sense on paper. It has to, the numbers have to work out. So you have to make sure you're charging what you need to charge in order to cover what you need to cover and make a profit and all of that stuff. So that stuff sounds really boring and sounds like, not the fun stuff because, you know, nobody really loves to work with that necessarily, but that is what keeps your business going. That is what, Makes sure that you you know are able to get paid because ultimately that's why we have business in the first place, right? So we can pay ourselves. Love it, love that, Allison.
1: This has been incredible. This has been really unique in the sense of being able to get a really unique perspective, not only on your experience growing your VA business and your outsourcing business and your experience doing that, the you know the highs, the lows, all that stuff, but also <laughs> fulfilling the needs of many of the women listening who are saying, I'm at the tipping point. I need help. And this is really good practical advice on how to outsource properly, what to look for, what to, you know, how to scale yourself, how to scale your business and using this option of really scaling out and really handing things off that aren't in your best interest to do, but still need to get done, that they're done really well. So this has been such a unique vantage point of that whole thing. Thank you so much for sharing, Allison. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Having me. I really appreciate it. It's been fun.
1: Thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this episode today. I am so grateful that you are here listening. If you want to connect with your fellow listeners and start having more and more business conversations so that you can learn all the intricacies you need to learn about growing a business and growing it purposefully and making it grow beyond what you can possibly imagine go connect with thousands of other business owners in the biz women rock community. We have a private Facebook group that is totally free for you at bizwomenrock.com forward slash group. I look forward to seeing you in there.